Hey everybody, today on AI Everyday, I'm gonna to talk to you about ChatGPT plugins and contrast them to something I guess I would call prompt chaining. And prompt chaining is the idea that you're going to ask an LLM or some other AI-based tool for some sort of query, and then you're going to take the result of that and feed it to another tool. And by putting many of these in a row, you can do interesting things. Like you can begin with classify what the sentiment of this is, or what type of document does this look like? Or does this email look like it was sent to me personally or a group? All kinds of things. And then you can feed it into more prompts. One of the earliest things I wanted to do with it was, for example, say, write me code and then actually feed it back into the same model and say, look at this code. Can you optimize it in any way? The truth is that these LLMs, they're trained on massive amounts of data. And at the end of the day, they have all of this training that allows them and their weights and biases embedded in this giant mathematical construct to give you an answer to a question or a response to a prompt that is amazingly insightful. And yet there's a certain amount of randomness that has to do with the prompt that you fed in and the way that you're exploring the question. And so even just being able to use it oppositionally against itself is powerful. And there are obviously tons of other things that you know, ChatGPT plugins, obviously very similar use case in the sense that they can dramatically increase the scope of what it can do. I think the difference is that if you were an organization, you would almost certainly want to publish a ChatGPT plugin because that's taking your functionality and making it available through ChatGPT as an interface, like the examples. If you are Expedia and you'd like to help sell some plane tickets and car rentals and by embedding them in a chat GPT for somebody who is, say, trying to plan a vacation or a road trip, you can actually let them use your service natively, which gives you an edge against your competition. If you look at something like language chaining, though, this is a place where if you're building a product or service yourself, rather than rely on other people to publish chat GPT plugins or write them yourself, you might use a language chain or prompt chaining in order to accomplish much more complex things and mix and match. And so without further ado, I'm going to bring up the browser window and I have open this view actually of a debug session, a little bit like a tracer for those of you, something like an open trace in code or two like Sentry, being able to get visibility into how something worked is a very important part of making it go and debugging it. Here you see the same thing going on for Langchain AI, great example of what I had in mind. And this actually is a tool that I personally wanted to build. Almost the moment the API for ChatGPT came out, I realized how useful this would be. But of course, like anything in AI these days, if I have a great idea, I only have to wait a few weeks and someone else will have written it and will release it. So this is a great example though, because you can see in this, there's a whole bunch of tools that are being used. And in this case, there's some math going on and it actually feeds it out a math specific service. I think Part of the docs imply there's an integration with Wolfram. Wolfram Alpha obviously also doing a highlighted or featured ChatGPT plugin to extend ChatGPT. So you can see that both of these are valid. Using Wolfram in both instances could be useful. There's a ton of data out there about this, so I would go check out Langchain in particular, but in general, get familiar with the concept, right? Now, here's a blog entry, actually, where you can see another example. Someone's talking about Langchain in particular and they're using some of its features to basically inject some more complexity into that. And to get a feel for how great this is, let's just take a quick look at the docs. And you can see here, there's all kinds of things that are pre-integrated with this. And so, as well as things like the concept of memory, right? So the theory of being able to take a backend database and seamlessly integrate prompting and apps that use prompting as a core feature with the backend. Obviously, if you're a developer, you can go and integrate a backend database anyways. But this is a great idea or a great example of where leveraging 
a higher level abstraction might greatly speed things up. So early days for a tool like this, but I think it's really great to highlight the difference between where you'd use a plugin versus where your developers would go and use a tool like LaneChain for prompt chaining so that you can do all kinds of cool things. In fact, in one of the earlier episodes where I showed prompt distilling, where you would take prompts and then answers to prompts in particular, and actually ask ChatGPT, say 3.5 Turbo, or maybe even one of the simpler models like a Babbage or a Curie, then ask them to basically distill and compress the language down so it remained syntactically and semantically the same, but used a lot less tokens. So it executed faster, took up less space, and let you build bigger queries as you're training them together. Great example of that is effectively is a prompt training, right? Because you're getting one prompt response, and then you're using a second prompt to squish that down so then you can use that context in a third prompt. And so this is one of those tools that does it. And honestly, I don't know if Langchain has a distillation action. And if not, I might actually try to add one and get in a pull request because I have working code that actually seems to work pretty well for that. But it's a great example either way of kind of the trade-offs between those two. Hope this was useful and interesting. Please follow me and subscribe and I'll have some more interesting things to tell you about soon.